G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast with the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by Kays and Doss. How you doing boys? Good thanks mate. Yeah, very good indeed. <laughs> Alright, for those looking at this, I just caught a picture of you on the stream uh, <laughs> with your uh, Chris Mayne get up from the, uh, well you talk us through, what did we release today Doss? We released our world famous preseason song this year focusing on the latest goat in our four-part quadrilogy patrick lipinski is now being dubbed a goat and the video is now available now for everyone you've copped a bit of hate in the in the fantasy community because apparently you jinx players when you uh when you sing about them so no, this is not true is that true or is that just a is that just no a i know you've got sherlock dossie to get on the case on this one i didn't bring the hat tonight actually but yeah. um i need to go back and do the stats but no humor cluggage is a Anointed goat, yeah. In my in my song, so is Fiorini, who, if I'm not mistaken, had a pretty successful year last year. Paddy Dow's in for a breakout year in 2022, and Lipinski, of course, we're going to see it's successful as well. Do you re- is it actually you did was it Fiorini first or McLuggage? Fiorini was the first. So, yeah. but then I reckon he had a low year, and then he did McLuggage, and he didn't really kick that year. So maybe it's just there's like a little bit of a lull year after the song. Uh, no, I, I, there's no evidence for I that. I need some Sherlock Dossie on this. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think McCluggage was that bad after. I think he actually got it was broke COVID out that, that year. year. I think actually, co- it was like that. It was the COVID year. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but uh, look, look. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, if you've been living under a rock, so to speak, uh, it's out on all the socials: uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. TikTok, YouTube. And just quickly, thank you, Hef, for all the work you put in. It was a massive effort. Obviously, I love oh. doing the, the lyrics and getting the song out there, but yeah, it wouldn't happen without you, mate. So no. thank you very much. I uh, think we're a, good, we're a good team. Like, I can't come up with the, the witty lyrics like you can, so, and the, and the catchy tunes. So. It's a good duo. And, and, of and, of and, Kays, and of course, Kays. And of course, Kays. <laughs> Kays, Kays is acting, acting was ridiculously yeah. good from Kays as well. Not many people know this, but Kays used to star in musicals and sing and dance and stuff in <laughs> high school. So, um, you know, Dossie finally was, came in use in Dossie was doubting it and I was like you just wait and see him this guy can <laughs> cut a rug and he can sing and dance and he can act he's a triple threat basically so <laughs> no, it was good to have him in the video first video appearance too you've been trying to get you in mm. for a couple of years but you've always been busy mm. on the weekends we've uh, been filming so yeah it's good to get you into one finally alright um, let's talk about uh, the weekend I guess but Kaz I think you've got something you want to bring in I did I just had a tweet come in uh, throughout the week haven't actually put this to the group yet. I thought I'd bring it up live on air. Okay. Ooh. Just um, some feedback from one of our listeners. All right. From uh, Steve, his name is. He said, love your work. Steve Fizz. No. Kays, I'm wondering whether you and Hef are planning to address Doss's appalling third person on- antics on the <laughs> pod. <laughs> oh, no. Said, perhaps there needs to be an on-air punishment. $10 to charity every time Doss refers to himself in the third person. Oh, already so- 50 deep. <laughs> <laughs> so we could just do a little tester tonight and see how many times uh, old third person Doss comes into the show and just see where we might be at on charitable donations. I don't know if I'm on board this, uh, this decision. Hey, Hef's had to do something for, you know, reviews and ratings. Well, you know? we'll have to, we'll have Are you to not prepared to give back to, uh, you know, a charitable cause for a little bit of self-promotion? Jeez, it's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't think you could do it. Like, there's no point. No, you couldn't. You wouldn't it. actually be able to do it. He'd be broke. Yeah, yeah. You'd like, go to work all week. I would be. You would, you would lose your house and home. You'd be Dossie would be ass. broke. There yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah. You need one of those little buttons. There you go. Just did one then. Didn't even realise he did it at that point. Thank you, Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, well, uh, Dossie's got a nice hairdo. He obviously uh, didn't run the lawnmower 
4.0 over the top of it uh, this week to uh, get ready. Actually, you were complaining all weekend about you didn't get a haircut for the uh, the video. Yeah, <laughs> I was disappointed. Maybe you I should have run the I should have busted the top, it out. No, I want to grow it out a bit. I don't, I don't like the short hair look. But Mate, you've just you've yeah. been sent like a world class trimmer, and it's not just for your balls. You can use it on your head. You know, I should have gone the side cut. I should have gone something. Done. Yeah. You guys got both got freshies. I, I can tell that yeah. you wanted yeah. to star, you know, <laughs> superstars of the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I was left behind. Not Dossie. My I issue was, was I had um, I get greys in my beard now. And if mm. I don't like trimming my own beard because I just don't like getting the hair of it, so I go to the barber and it just seems stupid to go to the barber without getting a beard, like getting a beard trim, not your haircut. So I've got my haircut mm. too. But yeah. Beard would be nice. Yeah, maybe you should, you should grow one of them then, mate. But anyway, support for the Keep League podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package 4.0. Join over 400 million, sorry, 4 million men. And worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you listeners of the Keep League podcast. You get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code KEEPER20 at manscaped.com. So get on board that, uh, grab some products. It doesn't have to be the Lawnmower 4.0. You know, they can be pretty pricey, but you can grab some ball deodorant, some ball toner. There's aftershave. There's everything there you could possibly want for your uh, men's grooming. So get on board that. Anyway, Big weekend in football. We had some practice matches, boys. I know, Kays, you love uh, putting lots of emphasis and weight on practice matches. You think they're gospel. Um, you take everything out of them into the season. Mm-hmm. So let's get those underway, all right? Let's uh, uh, talk about Essendon versus Western Bulldogs. Correct. Of the three games I watched, I'd put the most emphasis on this game, actually, because the other two were bloody six quarter, six oh, period or deals, which are just a joke, but we'll they get into them banned. later. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. We'll get into that later. Uh, but anyway, we'll start off with the Dons v. Uh, the dog's game. The first one, everyone was looking at Andrew McGrath. He was absolutely racking them up across half back. Now, he's kind of one of those players who'll be almost borderline keeper for a few teams just because he's that, you know, mid only at the moment, um, you know, teetering around a, you know, an average kind of midfield score. But if he gets that move to half back permanently, um, he could be one to draft purely to try and, you know, see if he's going to get that DPP. Now, obviously, I don't like drafting for DPP, but the fact is that Essendon put out a pretty decent side on whenever it was Wednesday Thursday um, and you know Heppel was playing back there Hein was playing back there and McGrath was playing back there so I just like the fact that he was in that role playing it really nicely you know they had Langford and they had Cox on the wings mm. so where I thought McGrath might play a bit of footy so I reckon he's a huge chance to uh, grab some DPP yeah there's been messaging as well from Essendon that they're going to play him and I think it was Merritt as well sort of rotating from that midfield to the halfback and clearly mm. McGrath's going to be um, the one that, you know, is the mainstay mm. compared to the midfield because there's just not the room to fit him in. And I yeah. think we were talking, I mean, I covered Essendon in our pre-season shows and I just wasn't that high on McGrath based on the fact that, or in our rankings maybe because mm. I don't know if he's 2G for P probably, but in our rankings I had him lower just because I thought he might be stuck in that that Angus Brayshaw wing negating role. Mm. And instead, he's got this juicy halfback yeah. role. I'm just way more, way keener to get him involved with McGrath stocks now. Well, yeah, considering he only averaged 85 last year, which is borderline, you know, keeper if you've got a strong midfield and that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of games, though. Yeah, there, I know, and I know, yeah, I know yeah, but yeah. it always comes into calculations, mm. especially depending on your list keeper size. But definitely once watch this weekend you, with that role take, and see if it continues. You'd take 85 from a defender every week. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cox is the one I want to talk about. He was a real, real eye catcher. He got plenty of the footy. Uh, his foot skills let him down early. He had a lot of one-step kicks, but did 
rectify that later on in the game. What I loved is he floated back nicely into defense and took a couple of really strong grabs. Uh, there was one that he kind of stepped in front of Steph Martin, the big bustling Ruckman, and just plucked it with a lot of courage. So those kind of things make me excited as a Bombers fan. But look, he worked really hard up and down and if he's playing that genuine ring ro- ring wing role, we know that a good winger can get back, you know, help out back there, get a couple cheap yeah. kicks in a pocket and that kind of thing. And I think he's got that thirst, to use your word, Dossie. Ooh. He likes to run back and, you know, and help out the defence. So, big tick for the wingman there. Kyle Langford was the other one who played on a wing and um, probably bad for that DPP because we were wondering maybe he'll get it, maybe he'll play forward. But he looked very comfortable on that wing and... Um, actually really good. I'd almost call him a bit of a draft sleeper if he's starting up because he's won the same kind of thing, average that, you know, mid-80s. But uh, the way he was playing uh, during the week was very impressive. He's the one that probably would have maybe gone forward if McGraw went back into the midfield. Mm. So it was kind of just a result of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Peter Wright was pretty solid around the ground. Uh, he had Tim English measure, measure at times. and uh, Who, does, who a lot. doesn't in the ruck though? <laughs> well, Sam Draper actually didn't. He was pretty poor, I thought. Mm, okay. uh, Timmy English had a pretty good day. I thought I'd see a bit more uh, improvement from Draper, actually, but um, he's almost looking to me like he's an impact ruckman, almost like a bit of a Shane Mumford, one of the guys in our group chat said, um, you know, like yeah. he, you know, he'll commit and he'll give you all for a small period of time, but he's not necessarily as mobile as potentially someone like a Tim English or Max Gorn who can get around the, the ground, but maybe you need to blow out, um, see how he kind of goes this week as well. Hef, couple guys who uh, you'll be very interested to hear about. Archie Perkins. He had one hell of a game. Yeah. Tell I actually what. watched it. <laughs> hey? I watched it. Yeah, and uh, with it. tell you what, the haircut. Him, oh, and, yes. him and Jai Long were almost impossible to tell apart. Yeah. Both kind of solid, nuggety, you know, medium-sized dudes. Same kind yeah. of hair. Um, 18 and 8 are their two numbers. I will so. say Perkins does look a bit thicker than he does last year. It looks like he's put on a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Or 16 and 16, yeah, whatever and then, it is. And then the haircut. Then but yeah. the haircut. But he looked really good. Uh, played that high half forward role. Uh, took a couple of nice grabs. And I think he's going to be a really good pickup um, in drafts or potentially be around in a lot of, um, you know, redrafts because, you know, second year player not always guaranteed to blossom but if he plays this role he's going to be locked into probably forward status again next year when that breakout could really come so yeah. you kind of be drafting a you know two to three year forward um, and could be very handy the forward I guess the forward status with him and a few CBAs mixed in here and there but then also being that fifth midfielder on the on the ball ins in the, in the, in the half forward line and stuff like that so mm. like it's a really good sign that there is potential use for him in the midfield a lot more um, later on so yeah, yeah. Um, another couple of ones. Jai Caldwell was uh, a little concerning. His role was kind of diminished, um, but obviously a pretty stacked midfield. Uh, they also, um, the Bombers also obviously had a lot of full, full-time mids playing. So um, Caldwell did have a good intra-club game, so I'm happy to give him the benefit of the doubt for a quieter game. But just one who's probably a bit concerning, especially because me, I went pretty high on him in some of my ranks. So, um, will be one I'm watching this week. Jordan Ridley was amazing. No no issues there. He will continue to have a great year. The couple, the other one that I just want to t- touch on is Ben Hobbs. Um, a lot of people have him high in their, in their ranks and stuff like that, but he really only played the last quarter of the game. He did go straight into the guts, yes. But um, my concern is that Maybe Essendon only see him as a midfielder and their midfield's so stacked, whereas they didn't put him forward. I know that, you know, McDonald tipping Woody's out. I don't think they've got they're gonna have him plugging holes in forward pockets or on a wing. I think they've got their run midfield runs too deep. And um, yeah, I don't I don't see him being a big player this year. I managed to catch a bit of this game. I actually was going to say he was the one that I noticed showing significant signs of thirst. 
in that last. He only played what a quarter One and had quarter. like seven touches. Yeah, it's it's the way that he was calling when he didn't have the ball. He man, he wanted it back. I tell you what, I was really like, I know what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying in terms of where's his spot in the side. But mm. when he plays, like this guy looks like a fantasy stud. He does. I just, I wouldn't be keen on him this year getting a lot of game time. Especially like, you know, people no, are talking no, about rookie, him. Oh, yeah. I should put him in my classic team. No, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's playing. Yeah. The guy who could sneak in and will be cheap as chips is Tex Wanganine. So, um, he kicked a couple of snags, also played basically the last quarter. Looked uh, electric. He was really, really good. So not going to be a fantasy type. Though. Not going to be a fantasy type, no. Yeah. But he's going to be one for a classic, for example, that might play because we need a small forward because uh, Waller is injured. So, um I'd lean yeah, towards getting him in as opposed to someone like- Got um, signed, what, straight after the yeah, game, basically. Yeah, yeah. Ben Hobbs. It's like two kicks, two goals. Uh, a couple of the dogs here. Adam Trelaw, he was amazing. So, I think a couple of us doubted him in our ranks, forward ranks, but he looked fit and super hungry. I've got him- Jeez, we're um, going 2G4P here, guys. Uh, I know, we've got drafts no. going up. I know. But uh, top three, I reckon he's going to be a top three forward this yeah, year. Sweet. Uh, your boy, Bailey Williams, Doss, he was very quiet. He played that lockdown role I was worried about. He played on Aaron Francis and- Honestly, couldn't run off him if he tried. And that's saying, look, I know Alex Keith and Tim O'Brien were out injured, but he didn't really have that um, forward running uh, creative game off the halfback flank. So, was playing a bit more of a lockdown role, as was Josh Shackey. We were interested to see how he'd go. He did play back, but um, a very unappealing fantasy game. Uh, Aaron Norton was another one who was pretty solid uh, working into the game as that tall target as a forward. Uh, the couple eye catches for me, Tim English. Um, he looked like he'd really come on. Um, from last season they gave him a lot more responsibility in the middle um, basically 50-50 split yeah, between 50-50. him and him and uh, Steph Martin had 17 hit outs as I said I wasn't that impressed by Draper I thought uh, English one covered the ground better and also um, yeah actually was pretty good in the ruck but the big one for me is Ed Richards so he had a heap of run and dash off halfback I reckon he was almost best on ground in the first half for the dogs um, Taylor Dre wasn't playing in that first half noted but um, it did result with him having a bit of a quiet second half, but I reckon he would be a player who would get plenty of opportunity at another club, Ed Richards. He was really, really impressive. So yeah, he was maybe one to maybe one to just draft late on the off chance that you know um, one of those guys gets injured off halfback for the Dogs, and you've got someone who yeah. um, has a good bit of fantasy now. So Daniel Dale will make it very Daniel Dale will oh, make it hundred percent for him. Hundred percent. Yeah, I know what you mean. Impre- it, was, it was encouraging to see him in the first half. Yeah, of that no, he game. was awesome. He was yeah. awesome. I do agree. It's definitely like he's always shown signs as well of yeah, like he could he, do something. Yeah. He kicked like four. Yeah. Snags in like one of his first games. Yeah, like I think it was his stuff. second, third game or something. He kicked a few snags and it was like, this guy looks like a star. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just been kind of a very, very slow burn. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we're going on to Carlton versus St. Kilda now. So, Matt Kennedy, K's, I owe you an apology. Um, well, I kind of do. I kind of do. What time is this? <laughs> I want to clip this for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, I said he wouldn't be above the 50% range like the other three would. He did only have 47% of the CBAs, but that's mm. pretty damn close. I'll give you that, all right? Um, so, yeah, might be a factor while Walsh is out, I think. Yeah, so he played it forward a bit too, Kennedy did. So, genuine chance of DPP there. But when you think about it, he suits the kind of midfield that Port Adelaide played at... Uh, sorry, he, he played at Port Adelaide. Michael Voss played at Port Adelaide. So, you know, when you think about Boak, um, Ollie Wines being you contested, being Willem Drew, they were like the three most attended. He really likes that contested style of player. Mm-hmm. So, Matt Kennedy could be one of those players that he kind of rotates through there a lot more often as well. So, could be very interesting. But, yeah, he did look good. He kind of looked like picked up where he left off, left off last season. But, again, we've got to note that Walsh was out and they have added George Hewitt into that midfield mix a lot more as well. So, he could fall back down when Walsh comes back. But, uh, yeah, it could be right early, I think. Sorry, Dusty, you looked at me like you had something to say. No, mate, but uh, yeah, Matt Kennedy, I mean, he's obviously 
when he plays, he can score. It's just, you know, like you said, I think you might have mentioned, like Walsh is coming back soon. They, their yeah. midfield looks pretty stacked. You're going to have six weeks of Matt Kennedy in your side. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, you're not wrong in that. Like, if there's a, there's a new coach, does he see something in him that the previous coaches haven't yeah. in terms of when he plays, he can play well? And it's like, it just seems like something's missing. Can Voss unlock what? You know the missing piece has been. Yeah, into, just in keep your eye on him. I think seen. that's just yeah, yeah. Something. See what happens this weekend as well. Um, look, now I did some some sleuthing this week. <laughs> uh, old Watson Hef here, <laughs> F Watson, did some sleuthing during the week. Uh, don't have my detective dossier hat or anything like that. Don't have my magnifying glass. Not a monocle, like I said last week. Um, I received a message from a Champion Data employee. Um, just before the show started Gee. and he said uh, if you want any fantasy, fantasy scores from the weekend send them through and I'll uh, I'll give you the scores oh. so I did all the ones I was talking about to make myself look good and gave you guys nothing so no, nah, I didn't I did a few yeah, yeah, I didn't want to actually give him like the whole show doc because that would just be too much work so I grabbed quite a few out of the games I was looking at so George Hewitt is one I actually got I got some from your games too. Don't worry. White anting. Oh, yeah. God. I, got some from, I was just saying I got some from your games. It was a joke. Anyway, um, George Hewitt is uh, one I grabbed the actual fantasy score for. So, he got 96 AFL fantasy points yeah. on the weekend. He had 67% of the center bounce attendances, laid a lot of tackles, was firmly in that midfield mix. He's listed as a defender this year. He's going to be good for at least one year, I think. He's going to be a, a decent scorer this year. And... Um, yeah, just playing in that midfield mix, listed as a defender. He's going to be so handy in keeper teams. I don't know how I'd go rating him as a sole midfielder going forward, but mm. I'm liking him for this year. That's for sure. I Yeah, I already had to apologize to the statesman on Pod Pod for this oh, one already. Georgia Hewitt, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm kind of already, yeah, taking, taking the L on it. I know it's early. It's very, very early, but he looks so good. And also just all the messaging coming out that he's going to be, you know, in, there, in that mix. And he does provide that different look that they haven't had there in a while. You know, maybe... It's kind of like what Ed Kerno has brought before, you know, when he was kind of yeah. prime Kerno, and it's kind of what they've missed, you know, as Kerno's kind of gotten older and moved out of that role. So I think Hewitt does provide a different look, and I think what I was surprised by was how much he was doing away from the contest. Like he was getting involved outside of just the contested ball, so he was kind of doing what um, the statesman has sort of let us know, and that he reckons he can do a bit more of that loose ball gets that he hasn't been able to do at the Swans and I kind of saw that to be honest so yeah kind of taking the early L but we'll see as well what the mix is when Walsh returns no shame in taking an L if it results in good fantasy scoring mate can I take this wig off or am I, am I I've said I've committed, said to committed, to committed, to I committed to a full pod pre pod but hot? it's getting a bit sweaty in there <laughs> <laughs> oh you gotta watch the, uh, the, the playback for uh, Dossie's uh, Chris Mayne get up anyway um, Zach Williams is the next guy I want to talk about so he looked good off the halfback looked really um, good pretty even share of the footy between between him, Newman and Saad, though, I thought off the halfback. Um, might be too many mouths to feed still, but he looks a lot better than he did last season. I think he looks settled in that halfback role. Earlier on the game, he just was in everything. So yeah, we haven't really, bit, we haven't, I guess we haven't probably mentioned it too much yet. Um, but yeah, we got to look at all these games at who was missing. And Doc, oh, absolutely. Doc Doc's is not the there. big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Doc is the big one. So I want to see what he's like with Doc we, in the You side. will say that Doc did end up on the wing for a bit at the end of before he kind of finished up last season. Mm. Well, I think he did actually move back to halfback in between, he but he did spend a little bit of time on the wing in a couple of games. So let's just keep but on there. He just there could looked, be some optimism there. So he looked yeah. way better than he did all last year. He looked like Zach Williams yeah. of old when he yeah. was you know, half decent at 
GWS. Um, Jack Silvani, he started the game with a big shin pad on. Biggest shin pad I have ever seen. So that gives me an indication that he might be being used as a bit of backup ruck. He did do some backup ruck in the first uh, yeah. in the first half. So um, I'm not sure what will happen with DeConning's fit. He's probably not in there. But he's up last year had some big games playing as that kind of backup ruck role. And I think someone went down and he ended up the number one ruck role. But just listed as a forward, I thought that might be value. I wouldn't be going high in him or anything like that. But just a you know, last round type pickup yeah, type thing. Like he was yeah, yeah. awesome he, last year. You can stream him role. every now and then if you can yeah. get that ruck roll and yeah it's and I, I did see some messaging from the coaching after the game which was like to me you know reading between the lines it sounded like um Pitnet is the is the guy and DeConning's kind of working his way back and if, yeah. and that's only if they want a second if he can provide them something up forward yeah. so at the moment it's kind of like Silvani's looking like the backup ruck yeah. forward Carlton aren't developing players this year they're going for finals they've got a super easy draw they want to turn it around so like it's they're going to play their best side and, and I think that is probably with one ruck and a backup ruck I think mm. so yeah Silvani could be go there uh, Lockie Fogarty um, not too much to say about him he just got some midfield minutes late I think he was actually named in the VFL trial though um, so I think he just played late and then went back there but um yeah i don't think uh he fits into the team or not um zach fisher was another one just like it's always a uh, pre-season tease i'm not going to trust it but he was getting quite a bit of midfield time as well but i'm going to believe that when i see it um st kilda onto them so seb ross he looked good he was firmly in the midfield mix again 62 percent of the cbas he's one that i talked about in the traders podcast this week as a sleeper 279 he's going in our adp mm. ranks which you can get from our website from a guy he averaged what he almost averaged 100 a few years ago i think it was 100 yep. plus a few years yeah. ago um if you can get back to his old role it could go okay so i'm not holding heaps of faith but yeah it could be right Brad Hill's one you've talked about K's um, a lot of the preseason he was definitely in defence how did it look not great had a few kick-ins but not enough to really consider so mm. not the it's just Brad Hill of last year essentially um, Jack Higgins was another one got some midfield time just him same self lively but yeah you just need to watch him listed as a forward I think as well a player that you guys have been loving in the preseason Ryan Burns now he didn't get a heap of it, but spent most of the time he played on the wing. So that's really good listed as a forward. Um, if he can ease himself into the mm. game a bit, uh, I think he could be good. You guys are still pretty high, obviously, listed as a forward on Burns? Yeah. You're, yeah. The, you're the Burns man. I just drafted him ahead of you to Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm pretty keen, but also I think I've seen a few names that like, I reckon just one that I overlooked, which you mentioned was, you know, I'm talking about um, Jack Bytel, who didn't play in this game, but Seb Ross coming into that inside mix, I thought, mm. I just thought he was written off in that yeah, role. Same. And him coming into that mix and you pointing it out as well, I, was, I watched a bit of this game. He was in there all the time, like yep. 62% CBAs. It was kind of like, I was like, oh, I thought, you know, a Burns might get in there or a Bytel. Yeah. But if Ross is back, it's kind of like bad news for the other guys. We probably should have covered this at the start of the show. How much are you actually emphasis are you putting on it depends for this, not this much. first week. Not much. Not, not yeah, yeah. It depends on the player itself. Like if yeah. it's someone like Trelaw going nuts or Dunkley was getting a lot of them. Like yeah. even, but even then, like Bontempelli wasn't really in and stuff like that. So no. it's not not a lot to be honest. It's probably yeah. more about these mid-level guys who have gone big, and you're like, are they just giving them more responsibility so they can put yeah. their hand up? And the better players aren't are playing think, less. You know, I like- think a guy like Seb Ross is a good example, though. Someone that we thought was maybe past it in our keepers, and him getting that role, you know. Sure, there might be some other guys that come back in, but he's an established guy. And if he shows that he can still play there, Saints he's, he's a guy that Saints he's, win flags. Yeah, he's a guy that they've got an old oh, list. Okay. That they're, playing, yeah. they're playing their strongest team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, another one here, boys, Dossie, Josh Battle. Um, quite a few Ooh, marks yeah. in defense. They look really good. I think I saw someone, like an amateur stats, someone just took them for the game. So, they're probably not 100% perfect, but around the mark. Um, Where yeah. was your source this time, mate? <laughs> I didn't have a yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go <laughs> battle for this one. I didn't ask for battle for this one. <laughs> Literally, this happened like 20 minutes before you guys rocked up, yeah. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, took some kick-ins. Uh, the problem is he didn't leave the square for two of them, which is really annoying. Um, yeah, looks learn. looks like he's going to be playing a key defensive role, though. So he probably have some ups and down weeks, but there's a chance there. Chance he's there forward reasonable. status, and he's going at the yeah, end true. of drafts. True, 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 true. That's gold. Yeah, mm-hmm. get around him. Um, Tim Membry just. I reckon he's probably the best fantasy key forward. Um, when St. Kilda were under the pump, he just went into defense and just took marks back there. So he got a, like, got a couple, good couple of goals as well. Like, I think I saw those same fantasy, average fantasy stats. I think he got in the uh, score in the 80s again this game. So not a keeper, but in those mid-range leagues. But he's a quality pickup that you just take out of the draft each year as a forward. He'll get you a 70 most weeks. Mm. So I don't mind Tim Embry for that. Um, and Tom Campbell just played well, but there's no rider on Marshall. So we're not taking anything out of that as well. All right. Did you see Mitch McGovern take a kick in? Yes, I did, actually. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Glitch in the matrix. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The Blues, I thought, played heaps um, mark kick friendly game. Yeah, it could be fancy friendly. So, yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on to the Melbourne versus North Melbourne. So, Jason Horn Francis, uh, that's the one everyone's talking about out of this game. He took a while to get going, but he did look classy when he did. Um, used frequently at the CBAs and spent time up forward. He'd definitely be a gun. He's going to pick 78 in the... Um, if he's going to pick 78 in our ADP numbers, do you think that's high or low or around the mark? Anyway. Uh, well, just, I took him at pick 70, I think, in, yeah, our, just around in the mark. our mock. Yeah. People are always going to go, and I've done some drafts already where he's gone like basically round four. Jeez. I'm, like, I'm not tight. You know, but people buy the hype and people, especially guys who start up with keepers yeah. who have got a lot of uh, classic yeah. mindset that they're like, oh, I've got to get Dacos. It's not even just that. that. It's, it's just, just like, everyone thinks I need to I need to think about five years time from now and not right mm-hmm. now when you, like if, if you think about if an AFL, like the AFL put everyone into the pool, mm-hmm. delisted every player, put him in the pool and the yeah. draft's taken right now, these yeah. guys wouldn't be going in the third or fourth no, round. No, like, 100%, 100%. It's the same thing like with fantasy, really. Like you've got to draft a team that I think scores 70, every I think 70 to 80 is probably fair. Yeah. Like it's a risk, it's a high risk play, but like, you know, I'm Anything just not like, like the fantasy. I think we spoke about it. Like I'm happy taking a day cost super early because yep. we've seen that. I agree. With him, it's well, like he's in the fifties. Yeah, but there's still questions about um, Horn Francis. Oh, like please, fa- no fantasy. Like AFL fantasy specifically. I think he'll be like a hundred. You know, he'll be a super coach. He'll be jet. a super coach jet. Yeah, I don't know yet about AFL fantasy. So, like, so it's I a think game. Pe- personally, I think people will be taking him ahead of me. That's where mm. I'm at. But you know. Mm. Go for it if you think he's going to be an absolute fantasy gun. Um, Callum Coleman-Jones was the starting ruck with Goldstein up forward. So, I said he could be good value, but I think he ended up getting injured. Yeah, he did get injured. So, hopefully that's not too bad. I haven't really read the reports today, but hopefully that's not too bad. But if he is the kind of number one ruck and they use Goldstein's forward and to kind of move in, which they kind of did a bit last year, there could be some real value there in Coleman-Jones. I think he's listed as a forward as well, I mm-hmm. think. Right yeah. yeah. Yep. So, that's another one that you could just keep your eye on. Hopefully, the injury is not too bad. I should have checked up on that, but I didn't. Um Will Phillips and Tom Powell kind of throwing him in the same uh, same boat here. Both used a lot of CBAs, battled against an awesome Melbourne midfield, so they kind of struggled. But it was just hard to get a gauge of where they're at also because Simpkin, LDU, Anderson, Cunnington, no one was really in there for North Melbourne, so that was a hard one. But just interesting to note that they were used a lot in there. Um, the North Melbourne wing is an interesting one because last year we saw DeMont leave and they're talking about Luke McDonald going back into defence. So who's playing on the wing at North Melbourne? And the players that they rolled through this match were Pollock, Curtis Taylor and Lewis Young, basically. Is that the right Young? Lewis? Lockie? Lockie. Lockie, is it? Lockie Young. Um, yeah, so... And Lazaro. I- Lazaro was Lazaro was floating in a few different roles, but yeah. he did spend some time there as well. So it's just going to be interesting to see who gets that role because it could be a little fantasy relevance there, whoever does get it, especially if they're listed as a forward, like someone like Lazaro or something like that. Um, for Melbourne, the big one for me was Tom Sparrow. Um, now, he's one I did some sleuthing with. I got a fantasy score out of him, um, oh, nice. and that was 80 AFL fantasy uh, for him. Um, 16 CBAs. That's the third most for Melbourne. I think it was behind Track and uh, Oliver. So, talked about Dunstan impact, 
but what didn't play. Um, I don't know if Dunstan's actually in that side. James Jordan, um, he was on the wing a lot, so he wasn't really getting a lot of CBAs mm. in there as well. So it seems like Sparrow and maybe Harms are kind of vying for that last midfield spot because mm. they were both playing a bit up forward as well. I felt, felt like they were the kind of two rotating. Um, but yeah, if Sparrow gets it, he could be a genuine decent forward option. I'm on fantasy. board. I'm on board if, yeah, if we see it for the next week and it's the messaging's around there yeah. for round one. I'm on board for sure because... Uh, I covered Melbourne preseason and I only flagged. I was like, look, if Luke Dunstan, it was a big if. Yeah. Like, if he takes the role, just watch out for these two guys. And like, obviously, Jordan, they've they've pegged in for that outside role, which yep. is something that I think he can do better. Yeah, um, definitely. Sparrow looked awesome last year. And what's this? His third going third year breakout or mm-hmm. fourth? Yeah, third year? And I think he was a reasonably he was a good junior, junior scorer as yeah. well. So, yeah. Could be Sport another- status. Yeah, yeah. All about it. Free swing, center forward. Yeah. And I'll throw James Harms in that because he was in that midfield rotation, but playing forward as well. So, he's somebody who could get forward did status. Did Viney play? Some time. No, did, Viney did uh, not play. Okay, so, no, that's I'm the other off. one. I'm off. Yeah, so <laughs> probably should have should mentioned that. Should have mentioned that. Sorry about that. Ben Brown's just a good streaming option. We'll kick bags every now and then. So, he's a good option just to kind of have on your bench and bring him on when you need him. Luke Jackson, just get on board now. Like I think Max Gorn oh. is still going to eat a lot of his scoring this year because Max Gorn still went ham in this he game. He scored still 140 points or something like that. Oh, I think it was big, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he looked like he wasn't trying as well. But yeah, like someone like Jackson was just reading the play well. He was getting back in defense. Like he, he was actually like doing that floating back roll where he was taking marks across halfback, similar to what Gorn actually does. Um, so he's definitely going to be on the up. I don't know how big, but in the future, he's just going to get there. So it doesn't So you're matter. saying take him in your draft like pretty early. Like um, third round? No, that's no, too early. No, it wasn't third though, but uh, you don't reckon that's bad I now. You, you don't reckon that's a bad call. You boomed me last week when someone you said someone took him in my third round. You're yeah. like, boom. That's not a, <laughs> that's not, that's yeah. not a boom. <laughs> <laughs> Still too early. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, move on to the Brisbane versus Adelaide game. I'm just going to mention I watched like four games in a row here and then I've left the rest to you guys. Um, so Cam Rayner is the one everyone's talking about. I did some sleuthing with this one. 61 AFL fantasy points for him. The classic world is just off him at the moment after this performance but I'm just happy he got through a game um, had a 50-50 split in the midfield low tog was it? I don't know I I didn't, d- I, you, didn't, you don't get no, those numbers like, but do you reckon he was on the ground a fair I think bit he was or? on the ground a fair bit but he's like 50-50 forward like I don't know yeah. I think it was just up forward and not the midfield but the thing is in the third quarter we actually saw him get like a few cheap pill as a result of playing as a midfielder. So just Brisbane kind of couldn't get their attack right. So they were just chipping around the midfield, trying to set things up and stuff like that. And he was getting involved in all of that. If he can do things like that, like I don't, I don't want him to get an 80 plus, I think like the classic world wants for the, for the price rise. I want him to get me a 70 each week. And I think he's going to do that as a forward list in fantasy. I think he's going to do that. And he'll probably keep forward status if he plays that same split. So that's all I'm looking for out of Cam Rayner. And I reckon it's still a possibility. So I'm happy with that. I think you need more than a 70. This year, I mean. This year, I'm looking yeah. for a set. Coming back from injury, like, what do you expect? Uh, he's like, just going to go too early. For he's going too early for the value. Oh, I true. I'm talking, I've got him, like, in last year's draft, like, mid-round type thing, like, late kind of thing. So, you're keeping him. Yeah, yeah. Average if you've got him forward. as a keeper, like, you're not going to be devastated and you I could- I think yeah. a lot of people are keeping 70 average forwards this year. Yeah. There is not a lot going around. Mm. Um, anyway, Zach Bailey, speaking of 70 average forwards, he's more than a 70 average forward at the moment. Um, Zach Bailey looked real good. So he was firmly in the midfield mix, still floated forward a bit too. Like you just can't keep that guy away from the footy. No, he's, he's so hungry he for it. He's a gun. <laughs> yeah, so he was looking good. I did have some doubts if he was staying up forward, but I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to be in that midfield mix. He will mix. be 2G for P for the rest of his career. 
All right. After this. You've heard it here first from uh, Chrissy Main sitting next to me. Chrissy Main. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I'll get you on camera if you want to do your little callback. It was just again. a wink. Okay, there you go. No, it's gone now. <laughs> Fucked it again. Anyway, um, Jared Berry is another one that's exciting a lot of people. Now, he's one I got super late in our mock draft that we just did, which we probably will have some numbers out when we find some time to get them. Um, but yeah, like he's fantasy scoring just looked like welcome back to some decent fantasy scoring I guess um, he was in the midfield all day had a massive game he just looks ready for a big season um, he's just an imposing figure in there as well he doesn't look like he's the third or f- like on the weekend he just didn't look like he was the third or fourth rate midfielder he looked like the boss in there so he's one yeah I'm really keen on this season and glad I got to pick him up yeah I think it was 100 plus I got him in the, in the mock draft so but were they actually yeah. playing Zorko was out Lions yeah. was playing half forward like there's a lot of there's, the there's Lions, still a lot of ifs yeah. with oh, no, Jared no. Barry. The Lions role, there's been a lot of talk of him going forward this preseason. So that looked like it happened. I'm not saying it's going to happen, Such but there's just a been, lie. There's He's been one of the talk. best contested on ballers in the league. There's They're not going to go. They play half forward, and when we're trying to win a flag, yeah. give me a spell. They've been talk. Anyone anyway, who's tweeting that is silly. Um, there's been talk of that. So it might happen. <laughs> there has been. There's talk. been a lot of talk of that. That's <laughs> from, all I'm saying. From the coach, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it from the coach? Yeah, well, I thought it was just Fagan, tweets. I thought Fagan's been saying it. Yeah, probably yeah. then. There we well, go. Then it happened. Maybe. maybe um, so, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of on Twitter anyway. I wasn't we sure. Need Moriarty Ks. So <laughs> <laughs> have a look. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Let, take that with a pinch of salt, I guess. But there's been talk of Zorko playing halfback as well. But then there's talk of him not. So, who knows? Chad Berry might be the biggest bust from this preseason, I reckon. Oh, big call. All right. Um, Grant Birchall Roll is what I'm going to talk about next. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, Kadeen Coleman, he didn't play. He was a COVID close contact, so don't read too much into that. He's not dropped or not best 2020 thing, just couldn't physically play. Um, so they rolled with your boy James Madden, Dossie, and Darcy Wilmot on the halfback, mm. and both looked really good. So Wilmot, for a first-year player, um, I think he had that classic draft interview where he yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he looked really good. And then uh, Madden was just providing a lot of run and dash off the halfback, just a pacey Irishman coming back. Yeah, so because so, I didn't miss, I didn't see this one. Kadeen Coleman didn't play, and they're the one that everyone's talking about. Okay. He's going to take that run. Uh, did you see so. Wilmot actually, a bit of fire in the belly, already suspended for game one of the season for, <laughs> for a harsh tackle on Nas? Uh, <laughs> I don't he? know who it was. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. He's out for round one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Fair enough. That's bad for the uh, people that thought he might be starting in classic. Yeah. Cheapy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm keen on Wilmot for the future, for sure. But yeah, we'll see Coleman next week and we get a better idea from that. Um, Darcy Fort got plenty of ruck time. Um, I think he replaces Tom Fullerton this year, but I don't think he's going to be a huge fantasy scorer. I'm just not sure how anyone rucks in tandem in that Brisbane side and scores well. Uh, Noah Answorth was on a wing and up forward for a little bit as well. Just did some nice things. Um, not sure on his fantasy scoring potential, but a lot of talk about that guy, a lot of hype. So he's definitely one to watch. Um, and Dan McStay played uh, pretty well in the second half. Um, look, he played like Dan McStay of last year in the second half, but you've got, I think they're saying Hipwood coming back at around 10 or 11. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it might not be. Yeah, half a season of juice. Yeah, think, maybe or? half a season of juice is a forward, but we'll see how that goes. Did you mention Danaher? Sorry, no, I didn't actually. What was he? Did you recall? Like- it was just Danaher. Like he wasn't anything special. Like he was just like he normally is. Like probably scored about a seventy. You know, that's all right. Yeah, well, it was fine. seventy averaging fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah I should have. Yeah, I should have. I should have mentioned him. Sorry, but like you know, I was just trying to pick up ones that were a bit. No, more no, no. I was because uh, you mentioned McStay. I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah. No, Danaher's in there. He's up, mate. Yeah, that's right. Now Adelaide. So. Their CBAs, they were just trying things. Like, everyone had a go. So, we can't really read into this too much. They did look like they had, like, an A-grade stoppage team and then, like, a B-grade and mixing things up. And the A-grade was Schoenberg, uh, Crouch, 
Laird and Rob. So that looked like their starting go-to, okay. but Keys was starting out of that. So, But I don't really know what the go is there. Don't read too much into it, but yeah, that looked like they were rolling with that every now and then as like their kind of main... They're one three. to watch. Like, very, Obviously, every club's watch closely in the proper intra-clubs, but they're just one where... Not intra-clubs, um, this week's yeah, games, ABC's. but it's more... The, the Crows' real best 22 look is something I'm just so interested to see where they mm. go with that centre, centre yeah. bounce mix with the with the crouch inclusion. You'll see it this week. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. You have to. You can't take anything. They won't they have had, the Haightleys in this like, week. But they, yeah. had 20, <laughs> they only had 28 players to pick from or something. Yeah, yeah, Because there was right. 16 of them out. You see stuff. Dawson, um, I know he's too G for Ps. Uh, yeah, calf, calf complaint yeah. as well. Mm, yeah. So he's not gonna, even going to play. So we're still not going to probably see the proper mix. And the seed may never play again. Yeah, mm. That is sad. Well, that's well, they right. said maybe halfway through the season at best. All right, yeah, let's so move on to something more positive mm. for the Crows, and that was uh, Josh Rochelle. So um, he looked amazing. So just silky smooth, clean, good in traffic, good goal sense. I think he kicked three. Um, didn't get a heap of it outside the goals that he kicked, but he made every one of his touches count. I'm not sure how the fantasy score he'll go, like be playing as a forward straight up, but I reckon he'll be a gun player of the future and definitely has some fantasy potential. It was a 90 average as a junior, wasn't he? K's mm-hmm. around that. So yeah, yeah he's got some, uh, got some chops there. Um, Riley Thielthorpe, I reckon, is just a stash candidate. Um, might not be massive in fantasy this year, but he shows a lot of composer, composure for the uh, future as a, just a younger big man. They usually take a long time to get on, but he looks like he's pretty comfortable at the level so far. And they reckon that his best he's going to be in the ruck so yeah. when he gets, and he's playing a lot as a forward so when he gets into the ruck that's when he's going to go big so he's when you just want to stash away from when that role comes I think now Andrew McPherson I was interested in this so I used one of my um, my cards to find out his fantasy score you wasted it on Andrew McPherson <laughs> and the no, reason I, why I respect that the reason why is because Dossie we went to a trial game uh, last year and he looked like the fantasy goat out yeah. there like he looked like the song should have been about him big moose his, yeah, yeah his name big, is moose big, close relative of the big goat big moose <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, and then he absolutely flopped uh, come uh, the actual season so he did it again to me um, and I'm not trusting him at all but he actually had a fantasy score of 70 um, and he looked like he yeah he looked like he just went really well back there he intercepted the ball pretty well took a few good marks um, took most of the kick-ins too I've learned my lesson though I'm, I'm going to have to see him again but I'm still pretty cagey on him like I'm more than happy for someone to take him ahead of me but if the price is right he's someone I'm, uh, I'm looking he at he actually was a player um, that was the biggest tearing up when they did the behind the scenes Crows are pretty good with their media they did like a behind the scenes in the gym and they were just like, oh, who's tearing up the track? And everyone was like, oh, Moose. Moose has had the big preseason. That's his nickname. Yeah. Andrew McPherson. And they're like, oh, big Moose. He's having a big year this year. So get around him. Get I'm around, all about it. Get around the Moose. <laughs> all right. And um, Saligo was one that uh, you t- was said was ahead of Rochelle. I think that's uh, wrong case. But he was quite quite lively. Just ran up and down the wing for most of the day. Um, could get some opportunities now with Seedsman not being out as well. So we might see Saligo in the mix early as well. Oh, I'm going for my fourth game in a row and then I'm done. Um, all right, Gold Coast versus Port Adelaide. I want to keep this one brief. Uh, maybe a Chole. He started up forward. Ah, um, that's a Port game. You should talk through every of their 50 players, you know, <laughs> with the way they perform. Yeah, here we go. Uh, uh, maybe a Chole. I'm worried on the sack Ken bandwagon after this game. Uh, maybe a Chole started <laughs> up uh, forward, then rotated with Moyle. Um, only had four CVAs though. So it looks like the forward is going to be his go-to this year. And I think he'll play with wits in the side. Kicked a couple goals. But if he's not getting the ruck minutes, I'm not as keen on him as I once was. Um, but we'll see what happens. If one of them goes down, I'm not because I'm not sure if they actually would roll with Moyle as number one. I think they might just want to try Chol as the forward. I see what the forward option they can is give wits, him. Which shouldn't be too far away. Wits is going to play. He, yeah. was, he, was in, he was in the commentary box. like just okay. chatting, So he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, I think he's got a couple weeks still to go. That's all. Um, well, the season starts then. Lockie Weller is a big one. Now, I use one of my uh, stats on him. Uh, 78 <laughs> AFL fantasy points here. So, 
He was listed as a forward. He's listed as a forward, and he was playing firmly off the halfback flank and had a huge chunk of the kick-ins as well. Look, there's no Lukosius. Um, Lukosius had a lot of niggles in this preseason, they were saying. I didn't know that. Um, and Bose is out as well. So he could be the one who... Um, you know, steps into that role off half back. Um, I think Stevie Fizz actually was talking, was in talking him up all preseason. So respect yeah. for that because he's been the one who's saying this is going to happen, and we saw it on the weekend. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm on board Lockie Weller as of now as listed as a forward. So yeah, if he plays the same role next week, then it should be all right. Funny thing is, now who's everyone wants like. It's all Lockie Weller season, but like if he only scores seventy eight, like no, are we yeah. getting um, a little yeah, bit too excited? Matches, it's, it was really wet though, and the pracky matches, like they they kind of I don't know, they just it, they didn't look but, like they were going the, anywhere the near full wrap. All of a sudden, come out, people are going to be like, oh, oh yeah. I got to draft him as like my F one. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But if you look out. at he's never averaged more than like eighty five. If you chill. look at um, if you look at oh F one's yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. But um, yeah, if you look at if you look at a lot of the scoring from some of the guns on the on the weekend, there was and the ones that have just been like done amateurly, they're not big. Like there's just no. people aren't trying as much and stuff like that. So you don't take the seventy eight like it probably equates to you know like a, a ninety if it, if it was a real season game. But yeah, like like you said, who knows? It's preseason. They could put him in a different role next week, and it could oh, be it's, it's, it's promising. But it's yeah, not yeah. like did yeah. you. Um did you see who took the kick-ins out of? Because I thought Power was going to get. A it was big- a pretty. It was a pretty even split. I've actually got it written here from my sleuthing. Um, so Power took six kick-ins. Weller took eleven. So that's oh, that way. No, well, that's yeah. That's yeah, yeah. okay. That's yeah, yeah. much different than what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. So let's move on. Uh, Alex Davies just won me flagged as a late flyer. He was part of that midfield rotation again. So just interesting. Will Power, I guess we just mentioned as well. So he had 70 AFL fantasy points because I want to see I, him score the best. Honestly, I'm just, I'd be bumping him slightly down now based on if, yeah. if Wellers does have that um, kick. The kick in was where I saw Power maybe take. Let's a just bump, wait till next week. So. But yeah, like it doesn't yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's not like Weller. Like he's an established name. They're not going to chuck him there and then move him away. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm keen to have another look. Like I said, I'm still high on Power. But yeah, I'm definitely put. I've got well overhead. Just in slightly my down. I mean, yeah, well overhead. Slightly down for this season, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jeremy Sharp. Like, can we just two G four P him now? Just so classy. Like mm. off the wing, kicked a big goal. Like off like one step as well. Massive preseason. Apparently, like everyone's talking about how big he's. Like he's just got rising. He's a he's a rising star eligibility this year as well. Juicy. So I think he's paying like fifty bucks as well. Sports better. Yeah, I think he's like pretty pretty good odds too. He might have come in after the weekend, but yeah. And just the other one, Anderson and Matt Rao. Is Anderson two G? I think he is. Yeah. But Matt Rao is not at the moment. So they just had sixty one and sixty five a piece. Matt Rao didn't take a mark. Uh, for the entire game. So Seven the, tackles, I think. Yeah, it? that's it. And it was wet, you said. Yeah, exactly. And Anderson, oh. but I'm just saying that, like, even on a dry day, he'd probably take a few marks. Um, Anderson had 61. I don't think he laid too many tackles. So he was kind of like the opposite. So they kind of eat into each other's scoring a bit there. But anyway, move on to my boys, Port. We'll two, get through this quickly. 2G, you watched this game. I haven't seen it yet. Where was Fiorini around the ball? He, he was in there, but I think he came off. He came off early, I reckon. Yeah, so just was, rest the guns, rest yeah, the yeah, superstars. It, yeah. Okay. Early no, on, I didn't, I didn't notice him much in the second half, but I will say that my son did come home at just after halftime and did not let me watch much of the second half. Like it was on yeah. in the background. He was but, probably resting. That's all good. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I remember him coming off at halftime before halftime, but like I don't know if he came back on. That's all. Um, so the Port CBAs again, like they were real random as well. Like Xavier Dersmar got a stack of them on the inside. Jackson Mead was in there too, so I wouldn't read too much into this. But this was after Port had. Like you conceded seven goals in the second quarter. Like they played their full strength for the first half and then just kind of stuffed around for the second half. But um, yeah, so just, yeah, those guys, if you see those guys in the CBA numbers, don't get too excited. I don't think they're really much to read into. Um, Darcy Byrne Jones had a heap of possessions off half back, but 
you know, he's just as likely to be, you know, a 50 average next week, 50 score the next week as a defender. So he could bounce back like he did in his um, All-Australian nomination year. But uh, you'll have to wait and see on that one. Sam Pepper was uh, really good, um, you know, won a few clearances, uh, was good up forward as well, but then he pinged a hammy, so that kind of dampens his chances of a round one. He might actually play round one. Yeah, cool, good. Um, Jeremy Finlayson didn't get a heap of ruck work. Um, sorry, did get a heap of ruck work because Lysett went down, but he wasn't. He was doing backup in, initially. Um, the thing I, I took out of the ruck roll at Port Adelaide, I just don't think Hayes plays round one with um, Finlayson in the side. I think they just roll with him as the backup. So that's just one thing to take away. Zach Butters, I used one of my um, player scores on that one. 120 mm. AFL fantasy points for Zach Butters. So we can 2G4P that guy now, I think, as well. So midfield for the first half. He didn't get as many CBAs in the in the second half, but he was just still everywhere all over the field. So there wasn't a lot of goals kicked as well. So maybe that's pretty the CBAs were down um, just one of Port's best for the day um, but the rest were all pretty shit so don't read too much into that alright cool I'm done let's uh, move on to someone else speaking for a bit yeah it's Collingwood versus Hawthorne both of the six quarter games I know that's not actually possible because a quarter is out of four six period yes. games mm. but uh, look it's hard uh, they had 46 players playing it's just it's too much to take out of it, especially for a team like Hawthorne and uh, Collingwood who are trying a lot of things and still experimenting with their best 22s. Was this game like the – because I watched the Geelong-Richmond uh, one where uh, at, at the fourth period, mm. um, all the AFL-listed players basically shook hands, that was it, and then it was just the VFL show. Was that the same in this well, game? Basically, or did they kind Collingwood of- were up by like 80 points at – Three quarter time, and all of those blokes checked out, and the yeah, yeah, and the poor Hawthorne guys had to play another quarter. Okay, yeah. So um, let's start off with the first. John Newcomb, he looked amazing, a real big boy in there. Attended a lot of CBAs. Very interesting for me because you know we know that there's Titch, we know there's Warpedo who played really well. Titch was quite quiet on the weekend, but Newcomb really kind of booked in there. He had eleven of the twenty six CBAs in that in that period. Very impressive. So one to watch for me this weekend. James Sicily, uh, he had a nice return. Uh, a bit scratchy, but the signs are definitely there. He was playing that fantasy friendly role. Him and uh, Scrimshaw kind of were a bit of the the quarterbacks from the back line there. The big thing about James Sicily is with this new umpire descent rule, uh, James Sicily might cost you negative 15 points a game in 50s. (laughs) (laughs) He gets angry over anything. He gave away a 50 early on for one of Jamie Elliott's five goals. Someone Um, um, someone tweeted me last week asking if I could scrape data on um, players' respect to the umpires so they could see he's going to go away the most points. James (laughs) Sicily will be ranked up number one. 850 or whatever. uh, Because I I think I watched the first maybe quarter of this or something like that. And yeah, he already gave away a 50. Yeah. Very early. <laughs> Where's um, his heart on his sleeve? You did, I, I think you just touched on him then. Mm. I just wondered what your thoughts were for the game um, on, on Scrimshaw because yep. Scrimshaw, when I was watching that first quarter, he mm. would have had like 25 in the first quarter, I think, yeah. plus. He slowed down a bit after that yeah. and I think okay. Sicily became a bit more prominent, but very impressed with the, um, the Hawthorne backline. And I might even get the Oracle's crystal ball out here for my call. <laughs> I am chips in, especially early on with Lockie Bramble this year. Now, well, I kind of wrote him off as maybe not being best 22 in the offseason, but <laughs> there's no CJ, there's no Will Day, there's no uh, Jarman Impey. So there's a lot of guys missing through injury. And Bramble was the guy, he took a few kick ins, he was a bit of a link man from half back. So. Get some Lockie Bramble in your side this year. That's my take. That's the Oracle's take. 
He was impressive. So those three Love both it. looked very fantasy friendly. A lot of visual there. gags in the pod tonight. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, okay, we, are, we are audio medium. Sorry, what, are, what do they call those crystal ball, ball? What do they call those balls? The ones mm-hmm. that you touch, not like the lightning comes out and zap your ball, zap your fingers to you. Yeah, anyhow, to manscape. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway. uh, Lockie Bramble was was good. So <laughs> I reckon he they've got him pegged in to be that that kind of mover from the back line along with Scrimshaw and. Um, What's his name? Sisley. They I played both it. Hardigan and Frost back there. Yeah. They played um, uh, Hardwick as well. So I'm pretty keen on Bramble this year, especially early on while those those three I mentioned kind of come back into to fitness. Mm. Now, Conor McDonald, my boy, he was very good in his first hit out. Enjoyed his work. Him and Josh Ward were both quite good. Um, I'll give Josh Ward some credit. But uh, for me, Conor McDonald just found it a bit more than... At Ward got into some better spots. Both played out on the wing, so I'll be interested to see where they land if they play first round. Obviously, we know Will Days out. He's a big chance to be on that wing. We saw Harry Morrison. He played majority on that wing too. So, there was no Tom Phillips in this game. I still think Tom Phillips will be in their best 22, but uh, Morrison might be fighting one of Connor McDonald or... Uh, Josh Ward for that other wing spot. Got some uh, AFL fantasy scores for these two for you, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Ward, 55, yep. and Connor McDonald had 39. So. Interesting. Yeah, Could have sworn that McDonald had a lot more of the pill, but... These th- these games are so deceptive. Mm. Like, there's so many that I've looked at. How hard was it? Yeah, this guy played a... G- I think... Yeah. Yeah. I think um, yeah, I'll talk about a player later that I just thought would have had like 120 and I think the stat came out I was like, 71. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, uh, maybe not. <laughs> but uh, I, I reckon Morrison's worked his way into that that first team uh, for the round, but I think Hawthorne are a team you've got to watch. Um, someone asked on the, the Twitter sphere what was the take on Maxi Lynch versus Ned Reeves. Uh, Ned Reeves apologies got, here. No, Ned, oh. Reeves, Ned Reeves got a lot of early hit outs, but I don't know if any of you guys watched any of Vision. Max Lynch is a... F- Behemoth, he's got the big barrel chest, so and he just automatically really, number one ruck, is it? No, but he took it to Brody Grundy, and he was a lot better in the air. So they didn't ruck big boy very much at all. He yeah. played basically deep forward. So him and uh, Lynch and Reeves both got a fair crack at it. Interesting to see what happens this week. I reckon they'll still play all three in that side, but uh, just watch watch Lynch this week. Reeves, he's just got a bit about him. Reeves had the most CBAs, didn't he? Like doubled, yes. doubled the CBAs. Not quite double, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like more. it was definitely the preferred use not, over there. Hey, Will Phillips had 56 CBAs and probably only had four fantasy points. So CBAs do not equate to scores. Yeah, no. Maxi Lynch on the ground and Maxi Lynch on the ground. He's a he's a he's we, a we're basically arguing about who plays. And he, yeah, Which say, is important. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, I think if Lynch is getting the most CBAs, he's probably the one who's probably ahead. That's all. Same with, like, Flynn and Proust in the one later games. But anyway, I would like to reserve my judgment till this week for all of these kind of games. Six quarter games, no thank you. Yeah, true. Um, Patrick Lipinski. Well, as the world has been told, it is officially <laughs> Patrick Lipinski's season. And after watching his game on the weekend, the only thing that could derail Paddy Lipinski's season is a DOS video clip. <laughs> so, uh, pray to the fantasy gods that DOS has not ruined every fantasy coach's 2022 with the video. But look, Lipinski was yeah sensational. Uh, kicked the goal early on and he just looked a real workhorse in that Collingwood midfield. I've got a fantasy score for you. Hit me. 68 uh, for fantasy points. Yeah, is that three quarters? Three quarters is probably not too bad. Dossie, do you want to? We don't want to shit on the bloke who's uh, been the, the, the subject of the song, but even you are getting a little cold. On no, he already, he, no, he's already ruined his career. No, you were, saying, you were telling me something <laughs> yesterday. What was? I think it's a very good thing that we should actually give our listeners. What's your What's your take? No, I I think he'll be great. I think he'll be the goat, as I've said in the song. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. <laughs> 
His handball to kick ratio is a little bit, little bit handball, handball happy. Once again, it's really hard to like. I know you can see it, but like mm. without seeing stats, footy is hard to watch without. But stats. you're talking like in his games that he has played at AFL level two. You've done a bit of research on this. Oh no, it's just because he when he does play in the contest, it's kind of like he's, very tight and it's quick mm. handballs out because that's why he's a really good player is that he gives that quick handball out. Why he's such a goat? I think uh, yeah, he is the goat. So I just think um, look. The reason we've put him as the song is because I think he's going to have a big breakout in a new inside midfield role. And I think the possessions itself is just going to be enough to get him that big score. But I'd just be, you know, the handball ratio. Jeff, I wish you didn't bring this up. But yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, getting through the end of the song. Wait, we like, can't keep this from our listeners. It's like, come out your mouth. The handball ratio. I was just a bit too many handballs there, Lipinski. Let's get those well, kicks re- in. What I reckon's happening is Dossie's actually just trying to throw everyone off the scent. So he can be the only one who picks him, keeps that ownership unique and classic. And he's the only one who's got him. That's what Sherlock Dossie does. I don't have the hat. But, uh, oh, my name is John, Sherlock Dossie, the art of deception. That's one. Uh, so, on to the other players. Jack Ginevan is how they said it. Uh, he played on the wing early and worked really hard. I was actually impressed with his game. Kicked a couple snags. Three, in fact. I did go up forward in the kind of second half of that, that first half, if that makes any sense. But he's got forward status this year. As I said, I want to see a bit more of Collingwood and Hawthorne next week because a couple of the guys um, for Collingwood, especially like Caleb Poulter, um, Darcy Cameron, John Noble, all those guys played in the second half of the, the game. So I'm kind of like, does does someone like uh, Ginevan and Tyler Brown like playing early mean they're more guaranteed for a spot? I don't know where they're trying things. So I think um, for rebuilding sides, uh, next week is going to be important for them. But yeah, keep an eye on, on Ginevan, Ginevan, how we say it. But um, the Dacos boys were fantastic. Joshy Dacos almost looked back to his best and back to that 2020 form. He played on the wing, uh, was fantastic, lined up on uh, Josh Ward a bit. He was, he was really, really good. And Nick Dacos uh, was very impressive on debut. Um, picked up heaps of posies off halfback. Even got a few kickouts going as well. So I think it's going to be a great fantasy pickup due to defender status um, at some stage this year. And I think even next year he'll probably hold it. So it's fantastic. I'm, I'm really, really keen on Josh Dacos. We're talking about CBAs. How important are they? Tyler Brown had heaps of them and was basically unsighted. Same so, as always. Yeah, Did it's, it's strange. Yeah. Jamie Elliott is how the Victorians hmm. say his last name. It's Elliott. It's actually Elliot if you know how to use the English <laughs> oh, pronunciation. Words with the Victors, uh, leave but look, he looked really dangerous. So it was. Uh, it's been very much publicised from the coach that him and Jordan Ngoi are basically going to play a bit of fifty-fifty split uh, CBAs starting. So. Him around that stoppage is, is quite exciting because he can be a good extractor and we know he's pretty dangerous up forward. As a forward, I think you've got to bump him up your ranks this year because he looked fit and firing. So he could be really dangerous. Uh, Pendles was another one. His, that defensive role is, is locked in. He had some kickouts and all of that. But for both of these teams, I really want to see next week for them. All right, let's move on to Sydney, Sydney versus, Sydney versus yep. GWS. Yes, now this was atrocious. If you're going to show footage KO, actually make it vis- visible. Like it actually felt like this game was filmed on someone's first ever Nokia phone. That's how bad the footage <laughs> like, was. Look how good our live video. streams are. We should actually just do it and make the cash. I yeah, reckon. like there are yeah. like country <laughs> footy leagues film their games better than this. You could not even see someone's number and. The ball seemed to be across the ground all the time. You're like, is that Isaac coming? Is that Lockie Ash? You know, like you just had no idea. It was so bad. So um, didn't watch a heap of this game because it was just crap vision and and really bad. So lift your game there. Uh, Justin McInerney, <laughs> our boy, he started on the wing, um, really starting to develop. He was 
provided heaps of run and drive early on for the Swans. So I think he'll start on that wing and, and looks really, really good with the defender status. Chad Warner, he was starting on the ball and just had heaps of CBAs, looked really, really busy. I reckon he's the one from the Swans brigade who's leading that charge to be the next in line after Josh Kennedy. Um, Kennedy hardly played any midfield time at all, floated across half back and they gave a lot more chance to Warner and he looked really, really good. Mm. So um, chips in on Chaddy Warner this year. Uh, Dill Stevens is another one. Uh, as promised, he was he was part of the wing rotation and, and wasn't too bad. Had a couple CBAs. One I still want to monitor because there are a few. One of those hard ones to see off in the far wing on that Correct. footage I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, was out there, but I want to see some some footage from him this week. You want to actually see some footage. Yeah, exactly. It was it was so bad. But yeah. uh, Braden Campbell, he started down back. I know you're keen on him this year, Dossie. Long term, probably, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just not convinced this year just yet. Still wasn't quite there. And, um, you know, we've still got Lloyd Cunningham was good back there. We, Nick Blake, he was really good off the halfback yeah. flank. So... He took a few kick-ins. He, he tried to assert himself back there, but I'm just not sure if Sydney are full strength, whether he's going to get that game time we want. Yeah. I'm kind of... I think I'm probably... Oh, no issues long-term. Without, yeah. Seeing, yeah, yeah, yeah. without seeing the game, but I kind of seen some of the practice match, um, even the photos, and it seems like the players that he's been playing on in the Sydney practice matches that I've seen, it seems like he's in that kind of small lockdown role. Mm. Like that's just based on no footage though. So I was keen mm. to see it. Um, hopefully I want to see if he's more of a freed up a little bit more because that's mm. the role that I wanted to see yeah, him. That's the role he needs you know, to play. Yeah. And maybe until like a Jake Lloyd really yeah. goes off the slot, I think that's where he might kind of slot in. Uh, who else we got? James Robottom. Uh, he was a bit of an eye catcher. I thought he'd kind of ruined his uh, season with a slight preseason niggle, but yeah, he finger, looked really finger, good. Wasn't yeah, finger, but he was really good. Um, uh, yeah, keen to see how what he goes this weekend because I think the Swans want him in that midfield, so that's really promising. And Errol Goulden, he played mainly up forward and was at times their kind of link player between uh, half back and half forward. Big watch on him because I think Tim Tom Patley's got a bit of an injury, so if he's out. Gordon might have to take a bit more responsibility up forward, so might have a bit more presence and um, be found on the lead a bit more. Just a few GWS players to um, talk about Cogs. He looked back. We're talking about Trelaw yeah. looking back and fit and firing. Yeah, they played Keneally in the middle. He looked, yeah, he looked back to his best. So for me in the preseason, I was a bit cold on Trelaw and Keneally just coming off, you know, probably injury-affected years. And You're you back know, on. I'm back on both of them. I think they're yeah, both... Right. Um, worthy of high draft picks in, in, in a startup league. You think it'd be 2G4P again very quickly? I'd say so, yeah. Uh, Lockie Ash played a, a bit of time in the midfield, had eight CBAs, also played on the wing. Interesting to see, because obviously no one's tagging in the in the preseason and it's kind of been slated that he might be their tagger this year. Yeah. <laughs> Will they try something like that this week? Hopefully, you know, just to see if that's the role that he's going to play, if, they, if he does run with someone. Not sure who they're playing, but just another one to watch this week. Jared Brander, uh, the Eagles be kicking themselves. They've let him go. Did he they've kick got five snags? He kicked five snags. Well, he was recruited as a key forward and never got to play there, right? Yeah. yeah. They Jeez. kind of played him on a wing or yeah. half forward and stuff like that. But well, that's interesting. The Giants will be licking their lips. So I think he fits into that best 22 because he's flexible. Like he's that that mid-size hybrid. Did you guys even rank? Did you guys have him in your top 100s? I can't remember. Ranking. He's a midfielder. He's a midfielder. Oh, is that what it is? That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. He plays oh, on the wing. What did you guys? Yeah, he plays yeah. on the wing. Damn it. Uh, but uh, he'll get. <laughs> Do you have him in your midfield rankings? <laughs> yeah. I was just in my in my mind. He was just a forward because that's what he is. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get forward status. Yeah. Added no dramas whatsoever. Uh, Xavier O'Halloran's a bit of a lifted one. He played on the wing. Uh, not sure he's best twenty-two, but he he kind of caught my eye. So just one to keep an eye on this week. 
And Matt Flynn is probably the biggest talking point of this whole game. He was the preferred option over proof. So everyone who's been backing in, it's going to be proof season. We'd be pretty worried because, yeah, Matty Flynn led the way. Who started? Do you do Flynn. So Flynn started in the ruck and they kind of just nurtured Proust through. Proust really only played the back from, I didn't watch the whole game, but Proust played a lot more of the back end when the, it was more reserves. But Flynn was the preferred choice at the start. Now, a lot of the Twitter sphere has gone nuts saying you can't pick Proust. I'm not just sold on that just yet. Let's no, just I'm wait on the same. I don't think let's just wait and see. Yet. Let's just wait and see this this week. He hardly played last year because yeah, of injury. So it. let's Could just simply be, let's get him through this one and yeah, then let him exactly. loose next week. Correct. Yeah, so, I, I just had a theory like that he might be a bit underdone Mm, coming like into the played, season you know all. Josh Kennedy from Sydney or whatever before in the back line like yeah. things are yeah. just going to move in this my game my concerns so. were actually more to do with the classic side of the game that if he's is he going to be in early or is he going to be scoring well early in the season like he might take a while to build into it that's that's just my thoughts I think he will eventually be take the mantle he I do I do while. think though if you are a Prus owner you really have to be t- looking at or you have to take Flynn as a handcuff oh yeah because absolutely you know, if, even if this is like semi what they're thinking, he's probably, there might be a bit more 50 50 split than we wanted to. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's move on to West Coast versus Fremantle. Hopefully the footage was a bit better in this game. Not really. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen that, the Sydney game, but this yeah. one was pretty, yeah, not, pretty, not great footage, but still pretty rank. Visible enough, I guess. But problem was the footy itself wasn't um, <laughs> that, that enjoyable <laughs> to watch. Have you ever been touched up that much by Fremantle ever? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. That was disgusting, though. And yeah, just injury after injury for West Coast. If you haven't um, heard the news yet, you know, like Yo, I think Sheed went down first. So this was the first quarter, you know, eight minutes in. Sheed goes down with a knee, I think it was, or a lower leg, something. Then it was Yo just before halftime. Oh, before that, it was Campbell Chesser, our yeah, top draft talking pick. And up, he's yeah. out for age, three months, I Jeez, think, now. That's Sheed's awful. out for eight weeks, I think it weeks. is. Yep. Oh, Where really? Do you is that much? see the Eagles finishing this year. Well, I thought we were... Go- okay, so when you come into the season... Bottom six. When you come into the season, the, I was like, without our midfield, we are the Spooners. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really? Yeah. But with our midfield, we actually, you know, we their have a chance at finals because they're that good. When I was doing my best 22s, their midfield is... <laughs> their best 22 yep. midfield is so good and three quarters without of Without our injured. midfield, like, okay, you've got key position players too, like McGovern's yeah, obviously no a gun. Nick yeah. Nat's a gun in the in the ruck, not a key yeah. position no, in the darling, ruck. And then no yeah, Darling underdone pre-season... Kennedy still, if you count him as still a gun, like he still can get it done on his given day. We, on I have a, you know, the spoon is not out of the question. Like you look at North and I genuinely think they could have us on paper right now with the, the lack of depth that we have. All right, like we're not here to talk about the actual that football. That being said, yeah, um, yeah so the, the guys that played well, honestly, there was barely, barely much to talk about. That's the whole point. But the guys yeah. that stepped into those midfield roles, which is probably what's important here, it was a, a couple of weird ones. In Not a couple of weird ones. Connor West was one mm-hmm. that went in there, but I don't think he scored too well or played that well, but they barely touched the ball. It was yeah. one of those mm-hmm. games where you just, you know, it's Freo, Freo, Freo. Um, Jermaine Jones was a mm-hmm. random name that went into the guts. So he's a forward eligible player. Again, we don't have the, I don't have the scores for that one, but I don't think he's a scorer at all. I think he's one of those guys that really looked like he was a good ex- extractor of the footy. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if he might be thrown in there, especially with the lack of guys they've got early in the season. Look, I wouldn't even work. I, I don't think he's worth a punt. <laughs> I, might, I might be way off, but I think he's one of these guys that could be good value, like Nick Nat down to Jones for a quick clearance. But mm. for starters, I don't think you'll get that many midfield minutes. I don't think he's a pure midfielder. He's a mid forward. Mm. And yeah, but he was a guy that, you know, I was like, Oh, he's playing midfield. I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. Um, the guy I think that I want to look at or the players coming up, our boy Luke Edwards. Mm. Um, 
just maybe that opportunity to play a bit of inside. So he got a niggle too. Is that why he missed? Yeah, he, he missed the game. Mm-hmm. So and and he's been coming. He's been on light duty. So just watch him in the if he plays this Has week. Has he played much inside? Oh, he's usually a winger, isn't he? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. he, he can play inside okay, as yeah, well. Cool. And as a, like we know, as a junior, junior was yeah, an absolute okay, yep, gun yep, yep, scorer. Good. So just one that I want to monitor. Um, you'd be big on Greg Clark if he was playing yep, too. Absolutely, he's, not playing. he's gone. Uh, yeah. So th- just with West Coast, it's one that I just really I'm keen to see this week. It's a huge watch this week for who's their midfield, who's in their midfield, and you just got to bump your rank like if you have like Xavier O'Neill kind of come up he's trying to be in the waffle yeah Xavier past. O'Neill was one that looked he, he does look like he's got a bit about him and, and his disposal that I saw was pretty decent in this game like mm. I don't know how it's been in the past but for his inside 50s and stuff he, he laced a few out and it was one of the kind of promising signs um, so probably Connor West Xavier O'Neill like I said Jermaine Jones might get a bit of a go but honestly they might just move someone like a gaff inside and it just throws this out but then you might open up a wing for someone a guy that i did think and, and probably could move into this role and was playing a pretty i thought relatively fantasy friendly role at times and obviously they barely touched it but jake waterman and i think mm. you've been pretty keen on him in, the, in past, the past yeah so he was kind of floating you know when they were getting stuffed i think they added an extra defender behind the ball and yeah. that was basically i felt like waterman got looser than some of the players back there so he was kind of and heavy lifted as a forward as well yeah yep. so he's just a guy that I thought kind of, for me, stood up, stood out via the eye test for who could maybe get a few few points here and there. There was also a dude that um, I think wasn't even on the list that played really well. <laughs> like vying for a spot. Yeah, yeah, vying for a spot. Yeah. Um, the key forward, he stood out a lot. And yeah, apologies, I didn't write his name down. But yeah, he, he looked good, but a key forward. So you're not going to pick him. But I think he was one of the only good players on the day. Yeah. Jackson Nelson was one I also mentioned mm. um, just because he previously last year had a really bad year. He did. Moved on to that kind of, he was playing a bit of wing. So he's a guy that I think might, you know, late punt in draft. He could actually be a fieldable defender and he, you know, he, what's his ADP would be way down, like barely drafted. So yep. Jackson Nelson's one to watch. Yep. And Bailey Williams was playing as the backup right. That was one I was really interested in, just yeah. uh, if he does play that. Did, did he look do any good forward as role? Honestly, not really. I don't think he did much outside of the contest of the did ruck. He go forward, so. Didn't he go forward too? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, forward yeah. ruck. Yeah. Like Nick Nat was playing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it was forward ruck role, but he definitely was chopping out for Nick Nat and, and got a fair crack at it. Um, just didn't see much of the follow-up work. And also he was vo- versing um, Lloyd Meek because it wasn't Sean Darcy and didn't yeah. really like- Beat him. Didn't, didn't yeah, show up yeah. essentially. So All right. On the Freo side of things, look, there were so many players out as well for this one. Fife, Mundy, Darcy, Aish, Luke Ryan, which Luke Ryan's the big one because the three Freo mm. um, halfbackers in this game, Geordie Clark, Hayden Young and- Oh, I've forgotten his name again. I did this on the pod pod. Um, Chapman. Heath, Heath Chapman. Chapman. Those three guys looked all like super, like future stars. Mm. I was like, I thought, I think I was a little lower on Chapman yeah, in um, our yeah, ranks and stuff. Man, they all three of them look like yeah. studs. So, I don't know how they're going to manage to play all of them because they can't all fit in there when no. Ryan's back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd be almost like, try and figure out a way to they'll, they should play somewhere in the team so look out for all three of those I'd be keen on all three long term Clark for this year looks majestic as does Young to be honest mm. so both I'm those two guys um, I think Chapman might take a little bit longer to score yep. he looks probably the classiest maybe of the lot just in terms of how he goes about it and his disposal but 
Clark's very fantasy relevant this year um, when he gets that defensive status mm. and Young looks really good. So, two guys. Um, trying to think of other stuff here. O'Driscoll. I yeah. thought he looked quite really good. Um, mm. Like I said, seven guys out though. How do you tell mm. if he's going to get the role? Did he play on the outside? On yeah. The so, he played yeah. a bit of wing and inside as well. Okay, so, it was, like, it was kind yeah. of as advertised. Yeah. Um, so, with, you know, defensive status that he's got. Yeah. Um, you know, for your classic stuff. I don't know what his ceiling's like. I think, you know, yeah. if he plays, it's probably a 60 to 70. Yep. You know, it's not a huge scorer, but um, looks really good for the long term yep. for a stash in your deeper deeper legs. Yep. Like big frame, big, big frame, 190 plus centimeters. So, looks yep. good. Uh, Will Brody. Yeah, here we go. Heard big things. He was awesome. So, obviously, it's a smashing, but mm. yeah, Will Brody looked the Inside goods. mid, but with a lot of midfielders out though. Yes. Yeah. So, but that's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pulling on No. It, no. You know, yeah. Just, but yeah. I think. I think uh, he might have tunned up. Like from the from the stat sleuths on yeah. on Twitter. Like I he, think it was a big score. He had yeah. a lot of the footy and yeah, plenty of inside time. So I mean, did nothing to to sway yeah, my yeah. opinion on him. I've been huge on him. He's been in my classic team since week one, and he's going to stay there. there. I saw a few people um just asking questions on randomly on the pod pod about Mitch Croden and and I was like is this a, this is, maybe this was meant for the keeper league Mitch Croden is a dead ringer for one of our good mates someone in our league so yeah okay, I, I, maybe love that's Mitch, I love Mitch Croden Luke, maybe, it was, maybe it was one of them he was getting plenty of inside minutes yeah. in this game but yeah purely due to the outs Liam Henry what was his role yeah it was it was that wing and look I just don't think um from a fantasy, fantasy perspective, yeah, he's an elite disposal. Like yeah, yeah. when they got the ball in his hands, he delivered a couple of crackers inside 50, but it doesn't seem like that high possession game. What I will say though is um, on talking about how all the defenders were juice, it's because Frio were playing a very chippy game in the back half. Now, could it be because they're just blowing out the team and they're just chilling out or whatever? Mm. I don't know, but they were like very fantasy relevant chip 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 i think mm. um it might have been will Schofield on the on the commentary was uh mentioning how gee these guys are playing like a fantasy friendly game here so Sweet. he loves his fantasy uh michael frederick was really dominant as a forward as well so i, I was kind of keen on him last year so he was kind yeah. of one that i might have been like oh i might just consider him in my drafts like i think he kicked like four sna- he kicked like three goals in the first quarter or something it was ridiculous all right i'll move on to the next game though um unless you guys have anything else no, I we'll the get two moving. fantasy friendly clubs of geelong yeah, yeah richmond geelong this is actually a really good game to watch so quality wise it was pretty good um outs wise we had no mitch duncan segler myers menegola henry rowan lots of guys out for geelong richmond cochin lambert daniel rioli Jack Graham, um, RCD. These guys didn't play in that game as well. So, just just to beware that. But um, Jack Ross was getting that juice in the midfield that we've been really wanting. Now, we, you and I, Kays, we mm-hmm. were pretty... Uh, and I'm not sure if you were on board, but we were definitely keen on seeing who was going to get that number one spot. It's hard to say because Jack Graham wasn't in the team and neither was Cochin, but Ross was given every single opportunity to get all those CBAs. So, all those boys played Ross, RCD. Uh, no, RCD didn't play. Oh. Yeah. So, so basically the two people that got the chance was Thompson Dow mm-hmm. and Jack Ross. Jack Ross getting a lot of time in there and looked really good. You know on um, Ultimate Footy where you can kind of go through and like put little ticks next to the guys you're nominating for keepers? Mm. Put one next to Jack Ross this week. Yep. Yep. 
be cool. But uh, look, my my team isn't great. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, he's one of my that I might. Yeah. I still haven't finalised it, but I'm thinking about keeping him. So yeah, if he's getting that kind of opportunity, yeah. Well, and we saw yeah. it like like uh, mentioned it the other week, round 23 last mm, year. Yeah. Obviously, that's just trying something new. Oh, is this our next? And there's guy? been talk the last week that yeah. Koch, they're going to take Koch out the midfield, and do something else with him. And like, if Jack Graham is in, like he's injured. He's yeah. got an injury niggle. Like if he's not playing round one, like gives Ross every opportunity to crack into that side. Definitely monitor yeah. it when they if they go full strength next mm. week. Um, this guy's two G for P. Dusty looked like back, like ridiculously back. Like Trelaw and Cornelia. Yeah, back. these all these guys look like bounce backs. Didn't I pick that on one of the uh, bonus episodes? Dusty. Yeah, yeah you were, he. Yeah. You know, I'd be, I'd probably be willing to bump him up a bit based on that. He looked mm-hmm. really good. Um, Nick Vloston, who I've been pretty keen on, yes. did nothing to sway that opinion as well, was really involved in a lot of the switch play. So, it was pretty much just- um, He took a stack of kick-ins too. Yeah, it was, yeah, and that's what I was kind of bumping him up my ranks for as well. I mm-hmm. think he's going to have a huge year. Yeah. So, Nick Vloston, yeah. Yeah, I'm st- I've, I, was, I was not hot on that earlier in the preseason, but the more I've thought about it, the more I've looked at it and then seen a few clips and stuff. Might be one of your I'm best calls ever. Yeah. Thank you. And then he would go and score average 60 this year. And <laughs> it was it just like we're, we're searching. So now without Hooley, there's talk, you know, okay, Daniel Rioli has mm. to be the distributor out there. Oh, it he was missing be. that, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. But, um, and it's like, oh, Hugo Routh-Smith yeah, actually came out. So he actually Routh-Smith. played really well. And, you know, I'd be um, with his forward status. I think he's mid forward yeah. status. Mm. I'm looking at him, you know, in your classics as well. But he, I'm looking at him just as a, if he gets the Rioli role, it could be a quick... Um, surge a quick rise to that sort of prominent. I love prominent when role. players like you see get drafted and you go, Oh, that's a funny name, and then you just don't think about him again, and then they end up playing like Hugo Rousmith. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just he's like, back. Yep, <laughs> but um, no, out of those two, they've lost, and yeah, very keen on him. And see if Rioli fits back in. I think, I think it's Louis, um, our friend Louis on the pod. Happy birthday, Louis! Happy birthday, um, Louis. happy birthday to Lou. Uh, he reckons Rioli, um, Ralph Smith might even be ahead of Rioli. Ooh. So Ooh, big keep on that. Prestia looked yeah, really good. Really good. Apparently um, the fittest he's ever been. Well, really? it, it looked it. He looked pretty good. And it's like the forgotten man. You know, he's sliding a bit in your drafts. Yeah. And, um, this guy he can really pro- is. He can produce. Um, so I've got him in a couple of drafts pretty late. And yep. I think he's going to produce really well this year. Bolter was playing some ruck forward. Not super interested in him, but he wasn't playing super lockdown role. He was playing ruck forward, so that was interesting. I think you would, um, Kay's keen on a bit of soldo action. I was. So, he was playing a very mixed role with Nank, but Nank was playing a lot of forward time, and I think that was just a, um, a trial thing. Mm. So, just watch that. Do you reckon there'll way. be a dual gut feel from... Look, Soldo, Soldo was looking really good mm. in that He's role. He's a great so, right? And he actually kicked a snag early forward as well, so... Kind of he kicked a few snags, didn't I he? I wouldn't. I would. Yeah, he. I think he would have. He. Yeah. He wouldn't surprise me if um they do play the duel again. So mm. like I follow. Said. I follow an Ivan Soldo, uh, Soldo um meme page, mm. and it's just like kick three goals in a snag uh, in a in a preseason game, and then has like Soldo and then Vladimir Putin, and then like <laughs> Soldo was like three and, and Vladimir Putin zero, just like dissing the guy. I but, see. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, touchy subject. Yeah, right. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, Thompson Dow looked the goods, mm. but I've got word that he only scored about 27 fantasy <laughs> points. Yeah. He, <laughs> he looked so answer. good though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. He, he looked good. Sorry, um, I, just, I just brought that up because that's how I know he kicked three goals. I didn't actually find that meme funny. No. Yeah, it's, sorry. It's, yeah. it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. We won't cancel you. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, Baker played a lot of forward, like we, said, like we mm. thought he would. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Stack, Sydney Stack, who's on a few of our radars, didn't play until the fifth period and looks like to be a VFL option unless mm. he's um, 
Unless that was just a fitness build up, but yeah, look looked like a um So basically the, the gut feel from the whole week is just let's wait until this week to really tweak our assessments. A lot of about a lot that's probably just gonna change by next week. Yeah, yeah probably. Um yeah. Geelong though, there was a few interesting names and I'll get through these quickly. Max Holmes. Oh boy. Season here. It's Max home season. Mm. You made me look uh, really good for um, Cam from the Draft Doctors Ks because a few weeks ago he was tossing up between two players and I was just like, yeah, take Holmes. Like, Ks has talked him up on the pod this week. I'm big on him. And now he's like thanking us for making him do it. So, good well, on you. should listen to the Keeper League podcast. Good on you. Yeah, oh, he looked awesome. Lots of CBAs. I think some of the CBAs numbers came out for that and he was, oh, he was very prominent in mm. there. And they had a fairly um, strong mix in there. Like Dangerfield played quite a bit of midfield, which is obviously he's going to be in there. Mm. Um, Parfit was in there quite a bit, who actually was really, really looked really good. So mm. a couple of guys that you were like, oh, are they going to be okay? Holmes and Parfit did nothing to um, doubt whether they're going to kind of do it okay do this year. Is Parfit a forward mm. and ultimate footy as well? No, uh, I think he's a mid. Okay, I thought he was one that got given one. No, they yeah. both look really good. Um, Narkel, um, just to sort of sway, he's a bit uh, in terms of him versus like a parfait. I think Narkel played a lot in the second half, kind of like the second mm. three quarters. So that's probably saying where he's sitting a little bit behind um, in the pecking order there. The guy I want to talk about that I've been mm. massive on, mm. this is the guy who I thought might have had 130, 140 in this one. It was Zach Guthrie. Oh. <laughs> I think he only scored the 70, but... Um, <laughs> he had a 200. Uh, Geelong uh, posted out his Twitter... That on Twitter, go look at Geelong's Twitter right now, and they posted a compilation of his highlights. He was awesome. I'm not even just saying this as a Zach Guthrie truther. He was ridiculously good. So, um, just keep an eye on him. Believe it when I see it. Tyson, I see it. Uh, Tyson Stengel kicked like mm, four or five snags. He, was, good. he yeah. was really good. Small forward though. Dalhouse is dead now. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Stengel like was, gonna come Stengel was so role. impressive, but he's a small forward, so mm. I'm not- keen. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, yeah. there's a no, few yeah, of those yeah. guys who are just like, yeah. Stengel's but jumping him I for wouldn't sure. be- What I'm saying is, though, for people that see that, you know, score no, or that no, performance, no. Yeah. I think small forwards are going to have a game here or there because yeah. they're going to get on the back of a few. Yeah, yeah streamer. I looked really good for their best 22, though. Playing against the uh, Eagles. So, a few young guys that some keeper coaches might be keen on. Um, Cooper Stevens, mm -hmm. who has been mentioned a lot in your classic circles as well. He only played on he from the fourth period. Yeah. And, and got a little bit injured at the end of the game as well. But mm. he looked okay. But the fact, you know, he's starting from the fourth period, mm. then they're, they're not really looking at him this year or early this year. And your boy, Nick Stevens. Would have looked great. <laughs> looked a bit about him there, but yeah. also started to play later in the game. Yeah. Um, was playing in the back line from what I saw. I mm -hmm. did kind of tune out after about the fifth and a half period there. But, um, <laughs> <Don't blame laughs> but yeah, he, he looked okay. I think he took a kick in too, which you might be oh, pretty yeah. happy with for the future. Just, just one? Just the one I saw. They probably yeah. only kick one point, man. So like, yeah. very like accurate said, Richmond. Uh, didn't take me long to tune out from the VFL uh, mm -hmm. game there. All right, is that it? That's all? That'll do. It's done, cool. Um, all right, well, thanks for listening to uh, the round recap of the uh, practice matches. Um, if you enjoyed the in-depth analysis we did there, please consider um, becoming a member of the Keeper League podcast and supporting us to do our work. Um, many, many, many resources up for our members on our website, 
But the latest one was the ADP numbers we put out last week. Now, mm. I've updated these today. So, the drafts Sweet. happened over the weekend. So, a few numbers have shifted and things like that. So, go have another look at those because they have changed throughout the week. Um, but also, coming up very soon is the PodPod in-season podcast, isn't it? So, that's exclusive to members, uh, gold and silver members of the Keep League podcast. So, the preseason stuff's out there free and a lot of people loving that. Some big listenership numbers. But if you want to keep listening, you have to sign up as a member of the Keep League, aren't you, Dossie? That's right, mate. Yeah, we're just trying something a bit new, you know, going a little bit exclude um, on the Keeper League there and, Whoa. you know, using the Statesman's fantastic insight. Louis, we've got Louis as that well there. Brain. And old Dossie uh, steering you to fantasy <laughs> success. Second Dossie. No, I will be just hosting and passing the questions on to, to Fossey, those two. <laughs> the Dossie, the Fossie and Lou. That's going to be your new... Uh, yeah, your new, your, that's your, right. But no, jump anyway. on board um, if you if you do like your classic as well as Keepers. We all love our, our draft and our Keepers. But if you're keen on a bit of classic as well, I think we all dabble from time to time so that's available yeah. you don't have to do anything else apart from just if you're already a member or either silver or gold yeah, you've already got access uh, jump on the link's already up on the page you can subscribe to the feed as well um, if you think you just go to bonus episode or podcast um, keep uh, sorry podcast point of difference um, in season and then you'll find the feed there it's already there for the uh, gold and silver members I think it's just got the theme song on it at the moment but there'll be an episode up there after round one alright uh, yeah we've also got the ranking spreadsheets too but each week we talk about our gold members and we read out a few names uh, Case, can you read the golden members out this week sure thing Hef uh, big thank you to Justin Woodruff Simon Evans Andrew Zanker Chris Daniels James Degenhart George Denatsis Michael Marathi Lennon Berman Damien Gill and Hayden Kennedy. Wait, did you just say my arch nemesis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Michael Moriarty. <laughs> Sherlock Darcy. Where is he? I thought you said your nemesis is going to be Hayden Kennedy. That's the, that's, yeah. that's the joke. Uh, <laughs> Surely that's the joke. No, right? there was Michael Moriarty, Sherlock <laughs> Dossie's nemesis. <laughs> Sorry, I thought well, the there is Hadden. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the joke. Exactly. And then you went with a different one. one. You've just gone up to your fourth Dossing as well. <laughs> yeah, jeez, you owe some money. Uh, yeah, that Hayden Kennedy guy, I actually thought was you signing up. I was like, why the hell is Dossie signing up as a gold member? Because he's, he's got, got a he's unique admin of the spelling. <laughs> he's got a unique spelling as well. Yeah, I'm completely read it. And I was like, now I saw it, and then I like tagged you both in the gold members group to have like a bit of the Spider Man facing each other. Anyway. Uh, reviews we're still oh, well actually I don't want any more reviews if possible more um, reviews. Stop, stop reviewing please so I don't have to go to training we're at 198 as of 4 o'clock is that ratings after. ratings and reviews we're ready, when are you going to training next week I can't go next week I can't go next Thursday but I can go the Thursday after if you get up there so yeah oh, we've only got two more so book that in mate yeah two I, I'll yeah, I have to tell the missus that I'm not going to be home next Thursday Thursday week but anyway um, what's your role out there mate what, what sort of uh, position can I peg in for that uh, when pocket. we do a bit of a scratchy yeah halfback flank when I was younger probably back pocket now um, I did play a little bit of midfield Bench. in the C grade but I don't think you have C grade do you no, I don't know, actually, this year. Yeah, if you we'll got one of them. See. I hope Numbers. you got one of them. I, I don't think if we get 300, I'll be making your two side if I'm not, you know, fully committed. Like, yeah, have to get in there. But anyway, it's a long way to go to 300. Uh, but yeah, each <laughs> week we read out the reviews. So Cunning Tom says, uh, just like the description says, a great and entertaining podcast. It doesn't say that. But anyway, uh, it says uh, for the for the Keeper Leagues and the Lesser Knowns. But anyway, um, like the boys say, this is about looking at the next level of players who make or break your keeper teams. Fantastic resource on their website. Paying for the extra parts that membership offers is money well spent. So thank you for the kind words there, Cunning Tom. All right, let's get stuck in to the listener questions.
Michael Bellardi. Will Ben Keys hold his average or will he drop off with Crouch back and the young guys pushing into the rotations? Hef, I want your unbiased opinion. Don't you want Kay's opinion? I want your unbiased <laughs> opinion. Um, he won't hold his average. I don't think he'll increase average. it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Skyrockets. <laughs> I don't think he goes as big as last year, but I don't think you can write him off. Like, I think he might go back down to like that 90, 100 type range, but I still think he's a pretty handy midfielder to have in there. The type of game he plays is just fantasy because he's not like he's not like a super great user or anything like that it's just like get the ball in the boot like slap it handballs anything like he just charges the ball gets it gets rid of it type mm. thing he's so, so fit he runs hard yeah he tackles yeah. he does all the right things for fantasy yeah, tackling, tackling too. he's not yeah. losing any points because crouch is back in i think you might just see a few less opportunities at the center bounces which might cause you to lose like maybe six seven points a game type thing just to bump you down under but and nothing much deputy vice captain they're not like ripping a roll out of him yeah true it's roy sloan's unfortunately i think Moving on in the fantasy realm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just on the weekend, like, yeah, like I said, there was an A group and just he wasn't kind of part of it, but he was definitely in the second rotation. But anyway, uh, let's move on to Shenzo James. Uh, Lockie Weller's roll down back for the Suns looked absolutely delicious. Is that something you guys can see him holding all year? I can see it. Can you, Dossie? Yeah, hold? they wouldn't be playing there otherwise, I think. I think um, other pl- they want to get other guys involved, like on a wing. If there's not room for Anderson or, you know, in a centre bounce, say, if there's not room for a Noah Anderson or they've got a, so many midfielders, yeah. if they want to try an Alex Davies on the inside. they were chuck- play- Yeah, they're playing Davies on the wing as well. And yeah, was, or chuck him on the wing. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. I think that's going to happen. And yeah. hey, Davies went like in and out. Oh, wait, no, no, sorry. He went forward in mid. So and, there was someone else that came in and out. But anyway. And they're missing, obviously, they're trying this Lacocious forward. So, yeah. there's the spot. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. All right. Uh, Nathan Ayres, uh, which of the young mids for the Eagles is most likely to solidly a consistent, to solidify, sorry, that's what I was supposed to say, a consistent role, Dossie or the West Coast man? Young mids. Well, we, I, I like Luke Edwards. Mm-hmm. I, just, as in, I love Luke Edwards. I've got him on my rookie list. So. Yeah. I, I love him, but obviously we need to see him. And, and it sucks that he's hadn't interrupted preseason because that's what you want to see from a big breakout in his mm. you know, early I've days. Always, so. I've always liked Xavier O'Neill and it's ground zero. I have to throw someone in there mm. and he's got center forward uh, status, I'm pretty sure. So. I'm going Edwards as well. I just didn't want to I love Edwards. Side. I'm just saying if you yeah. want a second back yeah, up yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but there's no one. They're all yeah. injured. They got to play someone. Yeah. So Neil, well, right this second, the two players have to be one of. Um, what about one West? of O'Neill and Does West? West count? Yeah. It's one yeah. of O'Neill and West, yeah. and mm. honestly, yeah, like maybe West yeah. is probably the one that solidifies it because they've been West is, I'm on West too. I'm on West too. Yeah, yeah. I, probably West actually. Now I think about it, such a big watch this week. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Harley Philp, um, opinions on it. We've given one of Berry. Ash and Sin. I didn't do Sin. I've missed him. Um, so, I'll talk about him now. He was awesome. Um, Josh Sin. Uh, he played on the wing for most of the day. Um, pretty classy. Good user of the ball. I can see it. Like, there's just so many players in that in that type for Port Adelaide, though. But he could slide into a halfback. Things like Bergman was out. Carl Amon still did his um, midfield thing. Xavier Dersmar was playing on the inside as well. So, I don't know how it's going to work out. But Sin did look very, very impressive. I do think he does get a, a go early on in the season. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not sure of the fantasy scoring potential. What about Lockie Ash? Did he? He was. Yeah, he wing and inside. I, yeah, as wing, I said, yeah. I want to watch him this week. Yeah. I don't think Sin is going to have much of an impact this year. Yeah. I think people are getting a little bit excited about him. Kind yeah. of like Hobbs, purely just because the role that they play, their teams have a lot of their players. Long term, though, Dynasty, you're hot on, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm not going super early in our redraft or something like that on Sin off the back of a couple of nice intra clubs and stuff because I don't think we're going to see the best of him for like or consistent in their side for three years. 
I, I know Port was like Port was super hot and getting him in. Like they, I feel like they have a role for him. But yeah, I'm just not sure on the fantasy scoring. That's all. Um, let's move to at patch to the max. Um, what's Hawthorne's ruck stick? I think we've done that. I think Reeves versus Lynch is essentially this. I've gone Reeves. Let's Casey see this week. Lynch. It's going to be Reeves. Um, I'm going Lynch for the record. Okay. Yeah. You guys are weird. Um, my, mouse, my mouse just died. Um, Geniuses. Vulcan left hand. Um, as both a Fiorini, red goat, and sharp owner, I'm interested to see the dynamics of the Gold Coast midfield. Um, can you count on the goat being the team's most weak? And is there potential for Sharp to get DPP? Or is there a pure wing role? Um, your thoughts? I don't think Sharp gets DPP. He plays no, in the wing. He's a winner. Um, I'd... He wasn't big on the weekend, but I think I think Fiorini. Sorry, I almost said goat. Um, Fiorini is in that midfield mix. I do think. Like I wouldn't write. He was like in the opening bounce. They had like one of their stronger midfields, and he was part of that rotation. So he, he's yeah. the guy that's going to come off the first rotation off the bench. Yeah, average yeah. one hundred and fifteen off the bench. Yeah, and uh, and Sharp's <laughs> Sharp could go bloody eighty five plus on the wing too. I like both of these. Yeah, I, like I love both, both of these guys. Yeah, don't think I don't see a DPP for Sharp though. Oh no, no yeah. DPP. Yeah. Uh, cool. From Trav, can you highlight the fact Max Gorn did his thing in a preseason match? No role change for Jackson. Only time he got bulk minutes is when Gorn went off for the whole last quarter. Well, that's highlighted. Yeah. Um, I still like Jackson, but yeah, like I think I pretty much said, like I just don't know if the fantasy scoring is going to come because Gorn was just massive. So, yeah. It's still Gorn season. Yeah, definitely. You wrote off Gorn season in. I suggested that it may, might happen, but then I changed it pretty quickly when I w- looked at the final scoring mm-hmm. and Gorn lowest score in the finals was 100. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's not happening then, is it? Yeah. Ninja Spoon standouts, the legends that got... What's... Oh, stand... Oh, standouts. He's just saying, he's saying respect to the legends that got the pen and paper out and recorded the stats on the weekend. Oh, right. That's okay. what he wanted mm-hmm. to just shout out. Big time. Yeah, when I thought out, Peter Wright was going massive yeah. and he had 12 points or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Although I would have liked whoever did the stats for Guthrie just to bump him up a little bit, <laughs> just to raise my hopes up a little bit higher. Uh, uh, Simon Ev 0881 <laughs> Got to read out the full <laughs> to me. Thoughts on Connor McDonald's chances for round one start after his practice match performance and thoughts on Reeves versus oh, Lynch. We've done. Yeah. Um, Connor McDonald, you like him. I reckon he plays round one. That's the Oracle speaking right mm-hmm. there. Isaac uh, underscore WF. Max Holmes breakout season. Confirmed. Yes. yes. Confirmed. Right. Honestly, um, I probably didn't say enough about him. Hard running. Tackling was doing everything that we kind of thought he might step into. The breakout does seem legit. I think he'll get center bounces with a forward status and actually play a fair bit of midfield inside. It's the perfect time to have a breakout with forward status. Uh, Since I got gone asks, uh, what is the average of the player in the same season they are the center of the music video? Uh, Vital stat in the selection of Lipinski. Let's look at the averages right now. You take take Fiorini in that year. So what year was that? I don't know. No, you look it up. This is next week's... Come back with a full report. Yeah, right, yeah. We'll do it next week. All right, cool. Um, DJ for Brooks. Where does Dossie think the new song is going to feature in the Hottest 100? We're 201 last year. Just missed out in the top 200. Well, how are the views going? I don't know if they're... Hmm. Yeah, get retweeting, I think. Uh, get retweeting, get uh, sharing, and I think that'll uh, definitely get us up there. Just get the uh, the song in front of more people's eyeballs, I think. Mm. Uh, that's probably the best way to go Dossie about needs it. those numbers up. Yeah. That was my... I need to add one more to the... Code. That's five. <laughs> 50 bucks <laughs> a donation that's a lot of a donation to finish alright cool well that's a wrap then I guess so um, yeah if you haven't seen the song get out there watch the video um, we put so many hours into that like Dossie you've been in my house for so much of the last like three days I'm sick of looking at you nah I have we've, I had, have we've had a good Hess time actually charged him rent <laughs> <laughs> we've had a good time um, but yeah I think it was 15 hours in front of the computer yesterday 
getting it done. Another yep. five or six hours recording on Saturday night, plus recording the actual song. That was just a video. Um, and yeah. now we've done an eight-hour podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrecked. Yeah, it's time for us to go to bed, I think. Anyway, uh, get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all the socials, uh, Keep League Pod there. Make sure you support Manscaped because when you support our sponsors, you support the podcast. So use Keeper20 on manscaped.com and get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Is that it, boys? That's it. That's right. it. Thank you for a great, comprehensive podcast, lads. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again next week. Sounds good. See ya. You.